Hello, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Basic Income Podcast, hosted by myself, Owen Poindexter, and Jim Pugh, founder of Share Progress and co-founder of the Universal Income Project. How's it going, Jim? I'm doing all right. How about you, Owen? Excellent. I'm very excited to be kicking this off. Yeah. So on this podcast, we're going to be talking to some of the leading figures and newsmakers in the basic income movement. And Jim, you just met a bunch of those people. I did. I just got back from a trip to South Korea, which is where the biannual Basic Income Congress was happening this year. It's an event that's put on by the Basic Income Earth Network, which for those of you who aren't familiar with it, is a basic income organization that's been around about 30 years now and has been focused on studying basic income, better understanding how it actually impacts uh, different groups of people, um, and has just recently started getting more active in the media um, and now starting to be political space. So, and when you were there, you had the chance to interview our first guest, and we'll get to that in a moment. But first, I just want to ask you a little bit about this conference because I think the idea of a basic income conference might be foreign to a lot of people. So just set the scene for us a little bit. Uh, who was there? What were they talking about? And what were some of the notable moments? Yeah, it was a good number of folks. Um, I think maybe around 200 people showed up. That's great. Um, it was at a university in Seoul. And people were talking about all sorts of different topics. They were looking at basic income and poverty, basic income and feminism, um, basic income and the environment. Um, got to have conversations with a lot of very interesting people there. Um, yeah, uh, Guy Standing, who's been very involved with the India experiments. Um, got to get to know folks in the Basic Income Youth Network, which is a group that's actually out of Korea, um, involving mostly college-age students, um, doing some really exciting stuff there. Yeah, one of the things that's exciting to me, just hearing you talk about this, is that uh, the basic income is not just a it's not just a California thing. It's not just a liberal U.S. thing. It's really a worldwide movement that's being approached from a lot of different angles. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, Americans, there there were some Americans there, but it, it really was an international group. Um, particularly exciting to see that there was a fair number of members of parliament from different countries uh, who were there and talking about it. Yeah, and you mentioned so Korea, uh, but also Germany and Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's, you know, really exciting because I think it's becoming a more and more, you know, this is more and more on the table that this might be something that countries actually do. Yeah, I think we're definitely moving in that direction. A lot more places are looking at the very least starting experiments around basic income and talking seriously about what it might look like to have, have basic income in these various places around the world. And that leads us to our, our first interview. So you had the chance to interview Che Wagner of the, uh, the Swiss referendum. So Switzerland recently voted on whether or not to implement a countrywide basic income, which would be really substantial, something around the equivalent of about $25,000, is that right, per year, per citizen? Yeah, it was a good amount. I think uh, 2,400 francs, which is about the same number of dollars, um, but getting that amount every month. Okay, so actually a little bit more than what I just said. Um, and the referendum failed, but was seen as a, a victory in, in a lot of different ways by the movement. So we'll hear more about that in Jim's conversation with Che Wagner. But if you could just tell us a little bit about who Che is. 
Yeah, so Che is one of the campaigners from the Swiss campaign. He's been working on this for a number of years now. Um, very, very involved in all the work they did um, in really starting from the ground level and building up the, the first high-profile basic income national campaign. Uh, and even though, you'll hear him speak about it, but even though the referendum didn't end up passing, they were still able to accomplish some, some pretty amazing things. Yeah, really exciting stuff. So now without further ado, we'll go to Jim Pugh's conversation with Che Wagner on the Basic Income Podcast. All right. This is Jim Pugh here, Universal Income Project, um, and I'm here today with Che Wagner from the Swiss Campaign for Basic Income. Jay, uh, thanks for chatting with me. Thank you. So, yeah, just curious to hear more about the Swiss Campaign. I know you all have generated a lot of media attention recently, um, but for those who haven't been paying close attention, can you just tell us a bit about what happened? Yeah, uh, I'd like to do that. And maybe starting with uh, saying that what we did is a national referendum on the question if a universal basic income should be introduced in Switzerland nationally. And on the one hand side, this is something very normal in Switzerland. So we have, uh, every year we have around five to six uh, referendums on different topics. And we chose universal basic income, which is yeah just one more. So in, in the general, in the public discussion, this was not something which was very interesting or you know, super uh, out of the ordinary, but we just took the right, what you have in Switzerland, to take an initiative and proposing a new constitutional article. And what we did was very simple. We wanted to add three new articles to the Swiss constitution saying that the government should introduce a, a universal basic income and it should be, secondly, enough to make uh, a decent living or to, to live in dignity. Um, and the third article is about that the parliament and actually the government are required, uh, if there is a yes vote, to actually detail, design the law, how it should be introduced and you know, under what circumstances and, and under what tax programs. So that, that's what we did. And on the other, uh, on the other hand, this was, of course, a very exciting project because for the first time in history ever, uh, a country would you know, have a vote on uh, an issue like universal basic income. So there was a lot of attention, a lot of, you know, a lot of interest, especially from abroad, but also from the political elite in, in Switzerland, of course. Right. So I know you've mentioned before that you knew from early on that this was going to be a long shot, that enacting basic income in Switzerland, doing uh, even a popular referendum, that would have a tough time passing. So can you just tell me what, what were all your goals for this campaign? What were you trying to achieve here? So I think the, the first thing we wanted to, to achieve is that this issue is on the, the political agenda in Switzerland and luckily now, as it turns out, also in other countries. So I think we, we, we could really achieve that goal. And there's a really good story about uh, another big project in the 20s, uh, 1920s in Switzerland. So there were a group of people um, proposing a, a new national uh, plan for um, the pension fund, a national pension fund. And at the beginning, everybody said, yeah, that's totally crazy. Why would you 
you know, old people should live with their families and families should care for them. It's mm. like, we, we did that for thousands, thousands of years. Why change that? So the beginning was crazy and very similar to the basic income, as you can see. And then over time, uh, they failed with the first referendum in, uh, in 1927. And then uh, picking up the idea again after the World War, there was just a, a different feeling from the public uh, because you know there were huge problems uh, with that. And so it was kind of normal to, to vote yes in uh, 1947. So it, over the course of history, something can really turn around. And I think it's, a, it's kind of a similar development or there could be similar developments with uh, the idea of the universal basic income. So I think that achievement or the goal was really to to set this up to to have it in as many minds as possible people thinking about that concept and now we really have done some groundwork mm -hmm. and I didn't expect it to be so high like almost every fourth Swiss citizen voted yes that's uh, huge I think uh, I expected around 15 16 percent Wow um, so yeah I think it's a big step forward in, in Swiss politics, but also globally seeing that this is not only, you know, a mad thing or a crazy idea, but it's actually uh, practically discussed about it. Yeah. And I know you all use some pretty creative tactics to advocate for, for the idea of basic income in Switzerland. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what you did and, and what inspired those approaches? Yeah. So I think uh, the first like, tactic or maybe stra overall strategy was not to align with any ideology or main party in Switzerland. Um, there were some talks uh, like two years ago with, with major parties in Switzerland and it maybe would have been chances to you know, align with them. But I think we made the right decision not to do that because on the long term, uh, on the long shot, you can't really win being partisan with this idea. That's my personal perspective. And therefore, we, we didn't have any, you know, huge uh, amount of members who would just, you know, bring out the idea or we, we didn't have any, you know, big media corporations behind our uh, back. So we kind of started from scratch. And what we used there is, I think, very intelligent tactic, which is to produce uh, very interesting pictures or stories uh, about individuals or about you know things that happen. Um, so it was a very event-based, in that sense, uh, campaign, and it turned out to be very refreshing in a way that, especially young people, and but also kind of the digital nomads. So kind of the future of the country, the cultural future of the country was very interested in the idea or got very interested. And now we can also see at the voting numbers, um, when you look at them closely, that we have kind of a generational shift. Um, and we are pulling around, you know, 36, even up to 40% in some uh, in some groups and some generations, uh, generation aspects, if you look at it closely. So I think that's a huge success because we, with that, we can go further and work, uh, work, uh, we have a base to work with and to develop the, the idea and, and the political project further. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, were there any big surprises that came about during the campaign? Did, 
people respond in different ways than you expected? Um, yeah, I think so. We, we had, um, there are many arguments for and against basic income, of course. And originally we thought that um, the basic income would be much more about poverty in general or about, you know, um, the state pension fund, which is now really under pressure in some ways, um, or healthcare, which is also a big issue in Switzerland because it's very expensive. So we thought the basic income would be more about helping, in a way, um, the poor or, I mean, in Switzerland you don't really have poor people by definition, but you have people that are kind of excluded from society. And um, But it wasn't about that at all. It was more about the technology was a major argument. Um, people's fear or um, people's thoughts about technology and what they think it has, uh, what effect it has in society. And basically, again, Karm, as one proposal for to ease down a little bit that those problems that are occurring in terms of job loss and everything else. So I was surprised actually that this is uh, in the discourse a very a main argument and already in, in many heads um, as a problem and as something we have to tackle. And um, I think it points out where the discussion will go also in other countries and in other contexts and also in the future in, in the Swiss context. Yeah. Um, so we will push further into that and, and, and dive into it and, and see how we can develop strategies and you know arguments uh, to make the policy uh, policy reality. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so you had the vote in early June, um, and as you said, law didn't pass. It got far more support than expected. What are you hoping to see next? Where do we go from here? Um, there's some early thoughts I can share. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm still reflecting on everything, sure. but um, I think we, we, with that, with the referendum, we created really a, a small but, but decent movement in Switzerland. And it, the, the interesting part about it, for me at least, is it's very young. So in Switzerland, normally, when you look at the voter turnouts, you have a very low uh, turnout with young voters. And with the basic income, it's totally different. So it seems to mobilize a lot of young mm. people, and but also people who are normally not really interested in the political process, um, which are highly educated, um, global thinking people, um, which is an interesting phenomenon that they don't really participate in the political process, but basic income seems to be a topic that kind of attracts those people. And this is an interesting figure, I think, and an interesting movement in that way. I don't know if it's a movement, if you can call it a movement, but I would call it a movement. And I, I'm sure I'm, I'm going to work with that movement. And there is many more issues. Uh, basic income is just one issue. For, for me personally, for example, I'm interested in migration policy as well. Okay. And um, I can imagine that, you know, with this base we created, we can also, you know, launch other projects like a migration referendum, which is totally, uh, should be totally done <laughs> because we have uh, a really restrictive and conservative migration policy in Switzerland and in other countries as well. As you can see, those are phenomenons that maybe might turn uh, also to other, especially European countries, which are very restrictive 
in general. Um, so that's one thing I can imagine. And the other thing is that, of course, the basic the discussion about basic income will go on. And I'm not sure when we have the next referendum, but I mean, the 70% that say we expect another referendum is a really strong, right. you know, strong answer. And we, of course, we're going to do that. And I'm interested in designing, you know, the process and also the policy. It it will be another policy, of course. It will be more, you know. And you mentioned concrete. even people who voted against it thought that there was going to be another vote. I mean, people who have voted against it, and to be exact, 63% said that they expect another referendum and that they think the discussion was valuable. So in that sense, um, the topic is not dead at all. It's actually just started. And also in, in the expectation of the Swiss people. And it was a, you know, it was a representative polling, so it has something to say. And yeah, but, but still, I think we have to reflect very carefully and see where do we have to be more exact, more detailed, more exact, because we had a very open uh, referendum in that sense. And I think we, yeah, we have to redesign uh, how we, we get into this process and going further. But I'm very optimistic that within either the next or after the next, so within 15 years, this will be reality in Switzerland, I'm pretty sure. Um, because you really have to see from the optics of the Swiss, I would say, political elite, this is a huge surprise. Nobody would have expected that. Because yeah. you can you can see at the parliament, for example, there was like 6 to 7% approval, <laughs> which is very low. Um, and then the 23%, well, that's a huge gap. And I think for them, it's kind of, oh, this is something that is coming up anyway. Um, it's a matter of time, you know. It's about timing and, and seeing when the best moments are. And yeah, I'm looking forward to that, of course. Yeah, exciting to see where, yeah. uh, where things go. Well, thanks so much for, for talking to us, Thank Che. Thank you. That was Jim Pugh interviewing Che Wagner of the Swiss Basic Income Campaign. Jim, it sounds like we have not heard the last of Che or of basic income in Switzerland. Definitely. They, I think they may take a bit of a break now since they've been working pretty hard for the last couple of years but they definitely believe that this is gonna come back up and that there's gonna be more votes until they actually get it passed. Yeah, I mean, the, the first campaign is, you know, you could see it as introducing the concept to the country, so now... And not just the country, it's the entire world, really. Yeah, absolutely. So that'll do it for the first episode of the Basic Income Podcast. We'd love it if you subscribed and rated and reviewed this podcast on iTunes. It'll help other people find it. And thank you so much for listening.